Welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, your podcast for all things Thomas and Friends related, Shining Time Station, etc., etc. My name is Orion. And my name is Tony. And today we will be uh, continuing our commentaries on Thomas Season 2, uh, this time the Branchline Engines trilogy. Um, uh, so uh, the f- remaining story in Branchline Engines, of course, is adapted in Season 4. And that is Bullseyes. Uh, but the uh, first one here that we will be talking about is Thomas Comes to Breakfast, uh, one of my personal favorites of, of season two. Um, so go ahead and sync that up however you're going to watch it. And you can go ahead and press play now. I, I do agree, Branch. I, um, sorry, Thomas Comes to Breakfast is a, a, fant- a wonderful episode. I, I think it's a great episode. Well, yeah, and Branchline Engines is one of my favorite railway series books as well. Um, just a, a great stories, uh, just a great idea, really, to have Thomas go away um, and to introduce a diesel rail car, um, which of course was happening on, on rural branch lines in England at the time. Right. Um, uh, so it, it works perfectly. But I love this idea, um, and, uh, and and it works really well. It does. It, it does. That, that's one of the things I enjoy about uh, the Reverend W. Audrey's writing is that, you know, the stories do change with the times, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, starting off in the 40s with the three railway engines. And then by the time branch line engines rolls around, like you said, there were diesel electric units or DMUs popping up on rural branch lines. And you know, it's it's great to see Sodor evolve with uh, with the times. Absolutely, and Daisy's a great uh, you know great character. Um, we have the return of Thomas's tired face from season one. Yep. Um, now I'm not sure do do we see that in any other season after this? I don't think we do. Uh, we might see it in season three, but I don't recall. I, if we don't see it in season three, then yes, this is probably the last time we'll see it. Yeah, Thomas's tired face. We uh, or that specific. Uh, waking up face i guess we should say right um but we do see obviously other tired faces of course oh well, yes um but yeah this is a great episode it really um you know gets to it yes. very quickly um but uh but yeah great plot and uh once again great use of the timoth station set and yards um and this is actually one of ringo's more enthusiastic narrations it is um it, uh, certainly the accusation can be leveled fairly that some of his narrations <laughs> were lacking in, in a certain amount of enthusiasm, right. particularly his UK narrations, not the US narrations. Right. Uh, but his, his narration of this is, is full of, of, of energy and um, excitement as it should be. It's an exciting episode. Oh, it's a, um, yeah. And here we have the introduction of Thomas's large scale face. Yes. Now, did you ever, I have not, but have you ever read or heard a narration of the expanded version of this that the Reverend W. Audrey put out to promote season two? Heard a narration of it. Never read it myself. To, I, you know, don't don't own it. That's pretty hard to come by in the U.S. How how, um, how much but... expanded? How expanded is it? Because I've not heard or read it. Well, I mean, it, it it's certainly more similar to the TV series um, in a certain way, I, I suppose. Um, it does have. Uh, uh, you know Donald and Douglas um, 
in their black liveries instead of in I think in the railway series they were blue by that point, correct? I actually no. In a bizarre continuity error, even though they had mentioned being painted blue at the end of Twin Engines, uh, they actually remained black in the one illustration they're shown in in Thomas Comes to Breakfast. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess it's just it maybe more simplified. Okay. Um, Gotcha. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really not sure. That's okay. Um, That's I, right. I haven't listened to it in a long time. That's okay. <laughs> Probably over ten years. Probably. That's um, all right. But this, uh, yeah, love the story, and and again, and part of the re- reason, of course, was that it was correcting illustrators' errors in, yeah. in terms of Thomas's footplate, right? Um, being the wrong height, right? With what you were saying about Ringo's narration, I always really liked the way he muffles Thomas's voice. Yes, and then of course his uh, both he and George Carlin do a great job on just look what you've done to our breakfast. Yes, I recall many many years ago on YouTube hearing a remix of, um, of some of that uh, <laughs> that stuff there. That's great. That's wonderful. And I always love um, festooned his front. Oh yeah, uh, it's a great turn of phrase there. Yes, a nice a nice bit of alliteration. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, interesting that that episode was put on the uh, Tenders and Turd Tables VHS. It was the only episode from season two put on that American VHS. Um, kind of an odd choice. But... And in fact, uh, I believe that the image of the bush covering Thomas's front was used as the um, the image on the original VHS version of it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that was um, definitely. And then and then most of those episodes on that particular tape as and then um, combined with a few episodes from or maybe just one episode from Thomas Gets Tricked um, were put onto a new VHS slash DVD in the I think of the late 90s, maybe early 2000s called A Big Day for Thomas. Yeah, it was the late 90s. I, I recall the one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then Thomas Comes to Breakfast was given its own VHS, which was kind of uh, an amalgamation, I think, of Better Late Than Never and um, uh, well, yeah, Better Late Than Never. Right. Yeah. It was mo- I th- it was most of Better Late Than Ever plus Thomas Comes to Breakfast. It was. Um, so, um, but again, without any of the, the Daisy stories that followed, Daisy was given its own VHS. Yes. Um, but we'll um, we'll go ahead and, and get into Daisy now. Uh, so you can go ahead and press play in three, two, one. Okay. There's a lot of character introductions in the later half of season two, because you know, in before this, we had Donald and Douglas. Here we have Daisy. And then a few episodes later, we have Bill, Ben, and Boko. Not, you know, in this podcast, of course, we'll get to that in a, in a couple of episodes, I think. But... Well, right. And then just before that, we had had uh, Diesel. Uh, that's right. Diesel, yes. So, um, but yeah, this is a, um, so the second Diesel introduced into the, into the world of Sodor. Um and I love the just the the quiet vibe of this particular episode of Daisy. Um, it's so nice. It, it just really captures the rural feel. Um, it feels like a a nice like late summer afternoon. Yeah. Um, in the rural area of Sodor, you know, on the Farquhar branch. I, I that's why I've always been a fan of that locale. Yes. On Sodor and those stories because they just really feel like it's just a charming little hamlet. Um, you know, basically, um, with with its own little uh, 
story. And, you know, as the Reverend himself said, there's never a dull moment on Thomas's branch line. <laughs> um, Quite true. But, and great, great characters. I mean, to, to place characters who are established in earlier books and, you know, and for us as TV series viewers, placing characters that were uh, established in season one um, onto Thomas's branch line um, just is, is great because we get these these characters that we like, Toby and Percy, they, they work well off of each other yeah. with Thomas. And then, of course, um, interacting with, with Daisy as well. One thing that does uh, that is kind of odd in this episode is that they, um, you know, they're like pretending that the carriage shed and the goods shed are two different places, but they're right next to each other. Right. You know, they, they show them like puffing away and then coming back like it's a whole different locale. And also that they're actually really far away, but you can see them in the background of the station when they're at Ells Bridge as well. So it's just kind of funny. Very true. Got to keep up the illusion. Yeah. I'm not sure we ever see that Toby face again. I don't think we eye. do. No, not like that. Not like that. And again... You know, I, I, I know I keep going on about it, but Mike O'Donnell and Junior Campbell have some great music. I love Daisy's theme. It And it, I think part of the reason why I love it is because it reminds me of one of my favorite Disney villains, Cruella de Vil. Uh, yes, I would say it borrows quite uh, liberally from <laughs> yes uh, from the Cruella de Vil theme. Um, no disrespect intended, of course. No. Um, but definitely borrows quite heavily from... Uh, from the Cruella Deville theme, but it you know it totally works. Oh yes, um, and they loved that element of jazz um, and ragtime music with James's theme, and and I mean even just going back to the the main theme of the show, the Thomas theme is is ragtime. Um, yes, but they loved that jazzy theme, and then we got the one of my favorite themes uh, in season four, which is Stephanie's theme. That's a great jazzy, yes, uh, kind of twenties feel to it, but. Um, but yeah, this is a nice, uh, just, again, love this little station, mm-hmm. and, uh, love the atmosphere here. It's nice to, uh, you can see the eye mechanism moving inside her cab there, which is funny <laughs> um, whenever she's there. Yeah. But beautiful model. Um, love the white buffers. Yes. I always love that. Um, That's not something we get very often, is it? An engine with white buffers. No, no, and I just love the love love the illustrations in the original Branchline Engines book. Um, John T. Kennedy did a great job, uh, really establishing Daisy, you know, Daisy's character, and uh, um, and love love the eyelashes as well. Yes, uh, that we get here too. So, I always found it. Into, I, I having read you know the Railway series books, I find it interesting now that season two, of course, changes from season one because, of course, in season one the trucks just had, you know, eyes and a squiddly mouth. Whereas in season two, of course, they're given full faces. I found it interesting that Daisy is given a white face, uh, similarly to the trucks. Whereas in the railway series, her face was the same color as the rest of her. Yeah. And you know, I never really cared for that. Um, I would say I, 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 honestly prefer the tv series version i, I do i do now it's possible if i had grown up with the, the opposite way maybe i wouldn't but i i think it allows for more emotion it does um, and it would be hard for them to do that on the look on the actual model right um, they're able to do that a little bit with the coaches but really they kind of just have like two expressions um yeah. they're smiling or they're 
angry <laughs> or like you know, shocked. Or I was going to say, so for a- a- Claire will have a total of two faces happy and shocked. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, I, I don't think it, it would have worked. Um, no, I totally agree. I just found it. And, one, and same with Boko, too. I mean, Boko in the it, Boko has a yellow face. He does. Um, in the in the railway series. Um, yes. Which is even more pronounced in the Clive Spong illustrations. Of the, in the uh, Peter Edwards illustrations, it's, it's not quite as, like, vibrant yellow. But. Right. Right. Yeah, that was Daisy. Um, great introduction to that character. Great little story. Um, yes. Um, and yeah, just overall great character interaction. Um, and our next episode here is Percy's Predicament, which closes out the Branch Line Engines trilogy um, for season two. And then we go back to the well um, of those stories for Bullseyes in season four, which actually is supposed to um, take place in between these two stories. Um but uh, uh, but they uh, switched them around. So, which which seems to be a thing in season two, is that season two is the season of incomplete arcs that later get completed or just left. You know. Yeah, I mean, I guess they just wanted to leave stories for later, which is perfectly. Oh, fine. totally. Yeah. Um, um, or some for expense purposes, but I can't imagine that Bullseyes was cut for expenses. Yeah. I would imagine just to get. Uh, to be able to get enough stories in there, um, enough Thomas episodes in there, right. um, you know, and, and to keep going with all the the other stories, but um, something like Buzz Buzz that does make sense um, in terms of not including the cell animation until season three when they had a slightly higher budget, of course. But yeah, next episode is Percy's Predicament. Um, another one of my favorites uh, from season two and, and a, probably one of my favorite crashes from the classic series. Um, but uh, if you have that synced up, you can go ahead and press play now. I always love this um, kind of overhead line there that's going into... Uh, that's going into... Theoretically, is supposed to be going into Knapford Harbor. Um, right that that bridge and tunnel there yes um always just like that it was a nice uh again really evokes rural english countryside it does and we kind of got something similar in season three with that little valley um that we see in percy's promise and henry's forest um uh but that that little site there kind of similar yeah it is it's it's a nice it, it is a nice bit of scenery And I like here that they point out that this, you know, very true, of course, the railway series, that they have the drivers agree to a change in schedule, which is nice. Right. Um, something that was left out of many, many, many later seasons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and love this quarry set. I mean, this is the introduction to the quarry. Um, and I just love it. It is. And we have the we have these really short truts at one point in in fact it's in the shot right here there's a really short truck that almost looks like it could be a narrow gauge truck if the narrow gauge engines had been uh part of the series and of course it is a standard gauge track that it's on but you know it it has the right look for being a narrow gauge truck right yeah a similar or um the china clay trucks though, yes that we'll see later and uh you know of course that quarry set was uh modified for the the china clay works yes um 
but this is I I like it for both purposes really. Um, it's just one of the best one of the best new sets that they introduced for uh, for season two for sure. Right. And this I guess is some kind of some stock footage from season uh, from uh, Percy Harold. It is just a hair of it. Um, yeah. But I love love this crash. One of my favorites. It's um, it, yeah. I, I I know we when we did season one we talked about how. You know, Flying Chipper is a pretty graphic crash. So is this, though. I mean, this is yeah. not quite not quite as graphic, but it's it's pretty it's up there. Intense, it, yeah. <laughs> I do like that shot of Percy literally climbing the brake van, though. Yeah, yeah, no, and the brake van just flying up in the air. Yes, um, it's worked to great effect. Yes. And I love any time in the earlier seasons where they use the Top of Hats theme. Um, just that lovely old synthesizer sound. It is a great theme, so isn't nice. it? <laughs> Have you heard, Mike O'Donnell has redone some of the themes. Have you heard any of those? Absolutely. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. I I hope that at some point he does uh, Sir Top of Hats theme. I'd love to hear what he would do with Sir Top of Hats theme. Definitely. But... I think Daisy, I, I have no idea why, but season two features a lot of my favorite characters and Daisy is seen so little, but the three episodes that she's in, in the last series are really good. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in terms of batting average <laughs> um, for her only, only, you know, being in three episodes. Yeah. Officially. Right. Um, she's, she's great. I, I don't count her, uh, her, cameo appearance in uh, Rusty to the Rescue in the Scrapyard. Well, that's or in that's Escape, really I suppose. She's in that one too. A stand-in diesel. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, I love this. Um, and again, this this great theme here and uh, uh, using that, that repairs slash viaduct theme again. Yeah. And it is a nice ending, uh, both in both in the book and in the TV series, it's a nice way to round out these three stories. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, in a way, I wish that Bullseyes had been adapted for continuity sake. Right. Um, but at the same time, um, Daisy does stay on the branch line, so it's not ridiculous that that would be a story later. Right. Um, that could happen. And in a way, I am glad because I like that it was filmed later in a, in the season four aesthetic, <laughs> um, and with George Carlin's narration, George Carlin's season four narration yes. specifically, and with the music, um, with that uh, you know Spanish toreador right. type theme, which I don't know if they would have used in season two. I, I don't think they would have really I had don't... the capability with those no. synthesizers. Um, so it worked out well that they waited until they got the um, the new synthesizers and. Right. Um, and the different aesthetic, uh, the castellated tunnel, um, yes. all of that. I just love that that it was that that was saved um, for for season four. Oh, so, me too. I, um, I I don't think it suffers but... any from not being connected to the others at all. Uh, I, I I totally agree about that. And as we will get into when we eventually do get to season four, 
we are fanatics for season four. So you'll so when it gets to season four, we'll basically be gushing the entire season about <laughs> everything. So well, almost everything. <laughs> so. Right. Yep. <laughs> yes. But yes, uh, I I I agree with you. I I think that uh, the Daisy trilogy or the Branch Line Engines trilogy rather is is great as it is, you know, and I don't, as nice as it would have been to see bullseyes together. I think that what we ended up getting is better than what we, <laughs> what could have been. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, so those were our three uh, episodes for today. The yep. branch line engines trilogy. Great, uh, great episodes. Really um, all three of them are, are good episodes. I would say, I would say that Thomas comes to breakfast is probably my favorite of the three. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, and I would say that it's the best of those three, followed by uh, probably followed by Percy's predicament, followed by Daisy. Yeah. Um, so the but but that's not to say that Daisy is a bad episode. I no. would say they're they're almost all equal. They are. Um, but if one had to take the cake, it's it's Thomas comes to breakfast. Oh, by far, yes, yes. All I, right. I all right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Talking Thomas One, Facebook, Talking Thomas, um, and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you uh, can find us. We're, we're, uh, we're many, many places to find us. We, so. we are. Right, thanks a bunch for listening, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs>